Hey guys, I'm Brad. I'm Lisa. And welcome to Unrunned to Pursuit. We just want to invite you guys into real unedited conversations about real life topics that affect your marriage. Yeah, guys, we are passionate about training and equipping marriages to succeed through God. Hey, baby. <laughs> I was waiting for you to start. <laughs> I was waiting Gosh. for you to start. Don't start. Uh, season what? <laughs> season seven. We back. We back, baby. <laughs> And I will tell you guys, I know we're starting a little bit late in the fall. That's your fault. It's always my fault. I just want you to know right now, Brad is always raring Um, to go. I am. And I'm always a little bit like, okay, well, let's start this next week or let's, let's give it a couple more weeks. I always got things going on in my brain and it always takes me a hot minute to to get started after summer break. Mm-hmm. So we are back yes. and we want to start this episode with what we <clears throat> always do. I want to appreciate all of you that actually took the time over the summer, even while we were on break to leave reviews. So yeah. cool to get a chance to hear from so many of you. This one is from Merely Joy VA. I'm assuming that's Virginia. Maybe. <laughs> Which makes me want to do that voice that Carew always uses, our youngest. Uh, anyways, it Virginia. says, <laughs> Virginia. Okay, cannot <laughs> skip one episode. Says, I absolutely love Brad and Lisa. I can't skip any new episodes, and I'm trying to catch all the all the ones before I found them. I'm learning so much, and I'm thankful for all their encouragement. Which That's is awesome. so cool. Thank I you. Know, and thank you it. for going back. I, we always tell people <clears throat> to start at episode 80, which makes us chuckle. Well, it's just because that's when we started our story. Yeah. Our actual, like, went into it. But we did that's actually why. do a lot of episodes before that. 80 of them. I know. I, weird, I, right? I never do tell people to start at... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I never do tell people to start at episode one because I'm always just like... Man, I, I just do not know I, our audio quality. It was, yeah, it like, was nuts, but, but for those of you that have been hardcore with us since episode one, mm-hmm. we appreciate you. Yeah. We love you guys. Just so you know, um, we're excited about this season. And as usual, I think what we're trying to do is to listen to God as to what he wants us to yeah. talk about. And we always talk to you guys about the fact that we don't edit these episodes. No. We don't even like, and I can't be like, we got an exciting lineup this season. Uh, and it annoys me, <laughs> like, you guys, because I want to be this person. I want to be the person who has our entire season planned out. I really do. But we do not. Yeah. Well, I do have an idea for a series. I, I know you do. But, know you know, you. yeah. See, and then I send Brad my notes, and then he just tells me your notes. Like, okay. Listen, your notes <laughs> are like a glimpse of what it would be like if I got put inside your head. Like it's, it's like rapid fire all over. Like your notes don't make sense. They make, I, they, they make sense, sense to you. <laughs> they make no sense to me. Wow. No sense. I mean, it's like a, a, you know, a circle bullet point and then a covered bullet point, then no bullet points. And so I don't know if it's all together. I don't know if it's, I, I don't know your new notes. bullet point, new, no, new topic. No, hundred percent. No, it's not. Okay. All right. No. We're not going to get into this. So <laughs> no. speaking of our topic today, this <clears throat> is something uh, we always feel like God ends up putting something kind of just like repeatedly in our path. 
And that's yeah. usually what we end up talking mm-hmm. about. Um, I think this has been one of those those things that we've just been seeing, not only in our own lives, but with people that we've been working with, um, examples and, and stories that have been around us where this has been a hindrance yeah. in their healing and in moving forward. In what in whatever stage you're in in your marriage, I could say this would be in hi- a hindrance. Absolutely, but before you like go, drop it. Okay, you yeah, want to talk about our summer a little bit, don't you? Well, yeah. Okay. I mean, I think that we've spent a little time away. It's true, from we have. This. We've spent a little time away. Okay. We've gotten to do so many reboots. Yeah. The two day intensive weekends. Yeah. We've had a few of those go on. We got to go, which are always remarkable. Yeah, it's amazing and. And they all love El Paso. Yeah, they do. Like the Mexican food, the mountains, like Mm -hmm. it was pretty cool. No mosquitoes, no, you know, all that. And then um, we got to go to right outside Colorado Springs Mm -hmm. and spend a few days with 24-7 at their. 24-7 marriage. 24-7 marriage. Sorry. I'm assuming everyone knows them. (laughs) (laughs) 24-7 marriage at their boot camp, their marriage boot camp, which was. Again, yep. amazing. A, a bunch of couples. I can't remember how many. You know how bad I am with all that. I know you are. So a bunch of couples got together, and uh, it was a great weekend. Mm-hmm. Really, really cool. Um, got to do a lot of stuff with the kids. Yeah. We didn't go on any vacations. No, I mean, we it's been, really. we're because we're about to. We're, we're yeah. about to be in a season of, you know, kind of launching our firstborn, which has been mm-hmm. an interesting season for sure. Yeah. I do feel like. You know, this is there's this distinct reality in your life and in seasons of yep. your life and with God that He teaches you new levels of surrender. And I feel like He spent a lot of time teaching us that about our marriage and now we're also having to, yeah. to learn that with our kids and Oh, I know. It's mm-hmm. it's interesting. It's just you know, we always talk about healing and how there's layers of healing and I feel like in our faith journey, this is mm-hmm. that same reality that we are just yeah. constantly learning another faith step, constantly learning another level of surrender. But yeah, we, <sighs> so, and we did a lot of coaching, mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. of coaching. And, um, it's been amazing to walk alongside a lot of the couples, yeah. uh, speak into couples, even if it was like a one-time session thing, just being able to speak into couples, it's been great. But through all this, we have seen, I want to say it's a common thread because it's not really a common thread with, with every couple that we've talked to. No, but I would say if there's a hindrance, this yeah, is if a there's common a hindrance, thread. Yeah, if there's a big hindrance, this is definitely a common thread. And it is, well, I don't know what you're going to title this, but it's over-analyzation. Is analyzation a word? It is right now. Okay. Well, right there now. we go. There's the title, you guys. Overanalyzation. <laughs> I, think An- it, I think it is. Analyzationisms. No, oh. it's over <laughs> overanalyzing over everything. Right. And it's, man, it's such a hindrance. And what's funny is even in church today, he didn't talk about overanalyzing, but he brought up that one scripture. And, and Hosea. And when he was talking about how, like in marriage, you know, if you shouldn't bring up the old, the past. Yeah. If someone is repentant right? in the relationship and they're coming to you, then you yeah. do have to let it go and move mm-hmm. forward. And he was talking about even in just even fights, which is yeah, important. Yeah, just normal but, fights. But yeah, so overanalyzing, I ranted about this the other day and a couple situations like sparked it off and it, they really bothered me. 
Um, but overanalyzing is, man, you can get so wrapped around the introspective side of things, right? Like, so we should be looking in the mirror and asking ourselves these questions, you know, why did I do this? What drove me to do this? Or, you know, whatever those Mm -hmm. questions are, like we 100% should be doing that. I am not. We want you to learn from your past. You need to (laughs) do that. Like you should be doing that. But there comes a point where there might not be the answer that you want or, or what you're desiring to have, like that answer, Mm -hmm. you need to just move forward. Yeah. So what we hear a lot of times in coaching or what hinders people a lot of times is when you're trying to make sense of a situation that truly does not make sense. So it's this reality that knowing the why, right, in in particular when you're talking about situations of healing in your marriage, but I think this is pertinent for everybody, so don't tune out. No. Um, You know, I think, like, when we don't understand a situation or we don't understand something our spouse has done or just in general, we look for a reason why that this would happen. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, it's so hard because there's so many situations in life that there is just not a why that satisfies any of the actions taken. You know I mean? There's, there's so many things that happen in this world, man. And, and, you know, watching sound of freedom and, and watching these movies throughout the summer too. There's a lot of things that we just do not understand the whys on this side of earth, Mm -hmm. but people get stuck in those places, right. Of trying to understand. Well, there's, so there's an overall why, right. Genesis three, like we live in a fallen world. So there is, there is evil there. I think there's different layers of evil too. Like there is, one, I've, you know, I've seen evil, like it exists and, and you can't like, why would people do that? But other than it's just evil, I, you know, the flesh and right? the spirit are at war with each other. <laughs> yeah. So there is like true evil. So there's an overarching why of we live in a fallen world, like yeah. bad things happen. It, it's because we live in a fallen world. Right. And, and if you're a, a believer and a, a disciple of Christ, if you, if you're doing this walk with God, then you have that hope that even if something bad happens, you know that God's in control, that he's going to get you through it, that mm-hmm. he's the fourth guy in the fire, right? Like all these things, like you know he's going to protect you. We've seen it countless times. I've seen it in my own life, mm-hmm. countless times, where something bad and it, it could have been worse and it wasn't. Mm-hmm. So that's going to happen. But getting people can sit on the overanalyzing is more of like, okay, why let's like dumb it down. Right. Um, this, this coffee cup, why did I pick this coffee cup in particular? Mm -hmm. Like out of all the coffee cups we have, why did I grab this one? Like, okay, now I need to sit here and really think about this. And, and okay, did I grab this one? Cause it was the closest one in the cupboard Did I grab this one. Cause it's my favorite one, but I don't know, but subconsciously like this is the one I like the colors on it. Did I grab this one? Cause it has a scripture on it. Like really when it comes down to it, you just grabbed it. Like there's no like deep me, me, analyzation me about this. I'm going like, no, I a hundred percent grab coffee cups for certain reasons, but you do. <laughs> But I'm just saying, like, I'm giving an example of... Right, exactly. Like, you can go too much into it. Yeah, and then it's like, okay, well, I need to dwell on this for 
days and weeks and that's going to hinder, right? I'm not talking about coffee anymore. Mm. That's going to hinder my healing, either my healing in my marriage or my healing in myself because I have to sit right here and I got to figure this out. Yeah. Like, what is this? What? Is, and it's just, that's the overanalyzing yeah. that, listen, I, horrible things happen. We are not excusing anything bad that happens. And we know that the way people are brought up, we know experiences that they've had. Your family of origin matters. All of that 100% matters. 100% matters. But it's when you sit there and you just have to like think about it over and over and over and over again where it gets like, man, if you could put that bag down and go forward you'd be in such a better place right now. Yeah. So I think this is for me, like the distinction, right? It's like, there's a season where you do have to take the time to recognize the yes. some root things in your life on no matter what, I believe if you want to grow as a person, mm. there comes this distinct reality to know like, okay, I'll give this example, right? There's always a person in your life where you can recognize this person does not have discipline or this person does not have this. I don't like to be around this person because of these things. Right. And if you don't know of a person like that and you're like, you are that person, I'm just going to, I'm just going (laughs) to throw it out there right now. If you're thinking like, Oh, that's crazy. There's, there's never been anyone like that in my entire life. You are that person. I'm just telling you right now. But I think, you know, if we want to grow as individuals, right, and I pray that that's something that every person that's listening wants to do, why else are you listening to podcasts, right? Like there is an element of wanting to grow, Mm -hmm. wanting to heal, wanting to move forward. So I think it's like, okay, well, if you're wanting to do those things, eventually you have to say like, okay, yep, there's some Mm -hmm. reasons why I do the things I do naturally. Now, is it a good thing? Is it, is it a good reason that I want to do those things? Is, yeah. is it an unhealthy reason? No matter what happened to you in the past, you cannot change it. Mm-mm. You can learn from it, right? You can decide, I either want to emulate that. I want mm-hmm. to grow in that area. I don't want to do those things. What that person did was not okay. I have to place boundaries in my life. All those things are healthy. Yeah. But at some certain point, you have to recognize the only thing that you can change is the direction that you're going. Mm-hmm. You cannot change what happened to you. You can change how you navigate forward. This is where people get stuck. Yeah. They spend so long trying to make sense of what happened to them, trying to make sense. Like of, they can clean it up. Like they can possibly yeah. make something. And, and I thought you gave such a good example, I think, of of uh, anyone can recognize this example. Do you remember what it was? No, enlighten me, please. I mean, I went on a rant. I know you did. Well, you talked about a school shooter. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. You you talked about the fact that anyone can look at that, right? It does not matter what that person's family of origin yeah. was. It does not matter. Anything that mm-hmm. happened to them, any excuse that is given for somebody who comes in and just yeah. literally mows down kids, there's never a reason that would justify that, right? Ever. And it does not make sense Mm -mm. it is not a logical thing yeah right there was a break a severing it is it is evil right all Mm -hmm. of these things are in play and we can look at that from an outside perspective and see that clearly but in our own lives and especially particularly when it comes to affair recovery this is an area where people get very stuck 
Yes, you need to see and recognize root causes, right? But then the reality is, is there is a distinct piece of the puzzle that you yeah. need to wrestle with yep. that really infidelity does not make sense. No. It does it not make sense. It does not make sense for someone to like just abandon everything in their life. It does not make sense for somebody to just give up on everything mm. they've worked so hard to build for, abandon families, abandon the, the lives they have built for temporary pleasure, yeah. right? It doesn't make logical sense. And the root causes matter, but mm. it doesn't make sense. No, no, exactly. Like the, yeah, I remember now with the, with the school shooter, everyone wants an answer. You know, because it's a horrible, tragic situation. Everyone wants an answer. And it's like, okay, well, how was that person brought up? Did their mom love them? You know, all these things, right? And really, when it comes down to all of it, when it comes down to the very bottom, when it comes down to it, that person did that and it was totally evil. There's no thing in the past that could go, oh, that's why he did it because oh, that makes sense. If that happened to me, I would have done it. Yeah. Like there's no, absolutely not. There's no logic in it at all. And that's what I think ex exactly what you're saying. It's there's no, you know, we, we got interviewed quite a few times during our break. And of course, you know, it was on our story and mm -hmm. you know, all that stuff, which is, which is great. And you know, one thing I tell them, I'm like, I didn't wake up one day and go, today's a day I'm going to leave my three kids and my wife. I didn't do that. That didn't happen. I would argue that that never happens ever. And I will argue that till, I don't know. I'm going to argue that. Like no one could come to me. I was trying to think of an analogy. Yeah, I'm just going to do it. <laughs> but, but no one, no one can come to me and go, well, no, I did it. One day I woke up and I said, I'm leaving this place. No, there was something that happened. Yeah, or compromises. There was something that happened before you got to that decision. Right. So I would argue that no one in a marriage wakes up one day and goes, this is it. I'm out. I didn't do that. And so <clears throat> it was all these small compromises mm -hmm. that brought me to where the slow chasm mm -hmm. of going. Now, in my life, and I was thinking this when you're talking about it, there was a season where I had to say, okay, why did I do the things I did? And I need to look in my, I need to get introspective. Absolutely. I need to figure this out because I don't want whatever, I don't, I don't want, want it to do it again. I don't want any of this again. Like I need to figure out why did I fall so far away? Yeah. Why did I turn my back on God? Why did I do these things? And so there was a season that I sat and took that in. And it's necessary. But, and it's a hundred percent necessary because you have to grow from it. But I didn't sit there and overanalyze it. My conclusion was, excuse me, my conclusion was I did not have a rooted and grounded relationship with Christ. And I'll, I've said that I don't know how many times when I talk about this. That, that's the why. There was let me, nothing. Let me ask you this because this is just, I know, I know we haven't discussed this, but you know we like to throw things out like this. Yeah. I love to throw questions at you that mm. you don't know about. <laughs> Since you don't like my spaghetti bowl notes, I guess I'll try this tactic. Anyways, um, do you think, you know, we've talked about like the root of a lot of, of various sins really can, and you've even argued like you feel like it all comes down to like pride. Yeah. Um, but do you think, and what we're so specifically seeing now, and, and I think even in your own life and 
in any of our lives, when we really truly succumb to the flesh, it is a, it is a root issue of where your identity lies. Absolutely. Yeah. No, no, absolutely. I mean, I didn't have my rooted and grounded relationship with Christ. I, I had a relationship, but it wasn't strong enough. Mm -hmm. And so my identity wasn't as strong. It wasn't linked to where it should have been linked to. Right. And so once I did that now, now I don't sit back and overanalyze. Even then I didn't overanalyze it. Okay. This is what happened. Mm -hmm. I got into this. I got into pornography. I got into, you know, partying, you know, like, you know, going out, Mm -hmm. being crazy, got into all that, got into feeding my pride, like mad doing all these things. And then got into, uh, you know, ultimately having a physical, you know, a physical affair. All those things were because of my walk with Christ. Like I did not have, cause I was disciplined in every other area of my life. Every single area of my life, I was disciplined, except what drew me away from everything, right? Isn't that how the enemy works? Absolutely. But I didn't sit there and go, okay, all right, well, the first thing I did, why did I do that? All right, let me think back. And then when I found it, I didn't sit there and go, you know, like, woe is me. And, you know, I don't know how I can move forward from this. And, you know, what's my next step? Like, I didn't sit in it. Yeah, I identified it and then, all right, how do I fix this? I can't fix the past. That round is downrange. Like there's nothing I can do about that. How can I move forward from here? Right. And there was times when we were, you know, rebuilding trust that you're almost like, I'm going to forget. I'm going to ignore. Right. I know that sounds horrible. Like there's probably people out there like have counselors right now and they're like, you don't ignore issues. That's not what I'm saying. There's, there's a point during your reconciliation, during this rebuilding of trust where if you're the, you know, betrayed or betrayer, whatever it is, there's, there's times, not whole long, you know, not this length of time, but there's times where like we needed to go out on a date. So there was times where even if I was having some trouble, you know, like remembering things or whatever it is, it was like, no, I'm going to ignore these things Mm -hmm. because I need to be here right now. And I need to, I need to laugh with my wife. Yeah. I need to figure this out. I need to be present right now. I don't, okay, whatever happened, happened. Like I can't do anything about it. This isn't about getting off scot-free. Lord knows I did not get off scot-free. Like, you know, this isn't Mm -hmm. about not having those earthly consequences for your, your actions. That's not what any of this is about. It's about you, you find, you fix, and then you move forward. Yeah. Period. But if you find and you sit in the find, you're never going to get it fixed and you're never going to move forward. Like that's exactly what happens. And we see it and it's heartbreaking because it's like, I found it. Here's the thing. Now I'm going to start moving forward. No, wait, wait. I found it. It's right here. This Mm. is why. This is why. Okay, let's take a couple steps forward. No, 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 no. This is why. You're holding the same thing over and over again. But if you talk to people, it's like, no, I want it fixed. Okay, well, you got to put that thing down. And you have to move forward. Yeah. And you have to go. I remember it 
Like I remember, there's still times today where like, I'm like, I don't want to remember those things. I just have to put them down. I have to forget it, like put it down and move forward. That's not my life now. That's not where we're at anymore. That's, that's something that I've learned from that's experience. That's, you know, all these things, but I have to put it down. You have to find what's going on, fix it. And then you have to move forward. Yeah. Yeah. It's changing the trajectory of, of where you're looking, honestly. And I love that you gave those three steps, you know, because I think the reality is right. If we miss a step somewhere, you go round and round a drain. Yeah. And, and that's what we see happen with couples, right? And 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 here's the the truth: it does not matter how much counseling you get, how much coaching mm-hmm. you get, how many intensives you go to. You eventually have to grasp under the the garment of Jesus, right? Yeah. You have to reach for Him, hold on to Him, and you have to trust Him with your future. And mm-hmm. you have to let go of the past, and you have to decide. I'm going forward yeah. with Jesus. And it doesn't matter what has happened. It matters what I will do. Yeah. And there there comes like no one else can heal you. No. Like so here's that's the distinct reality. No matter how much money you spend, no matter how many no matter how much information you get, no matter how many times you listen to this podcast, no matter yeah. how many times you go and you get EMDR, no matter how many times you go and you are going to various different, yeah. you know, like all of those things, they are not going to heal you. Mm-mm. They can aid in your healing. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. But eventually, eventually you have to find fix and move forward. Yes. And so, yeah, if you are stuck in that season, and I think, I mean, we are, we, we were even cautious about talking about this because we do not want to be misunderstood as far as saying that you, you shouldn't, like, you shouldn't worry about what happened to you in your childhood or you shouldn't, you know, ever deal with any of the past or skip over the issues. And we want to reiterate, like, that is not what we are saying. We are seeing people who are, I would say, frozen in a season of their life that they would do anything to get out of and nobody else other than Mm -hmm. themselves and Jesus can move them forward. Yeah, I mean, it's so hard because I, well, I don't get it in that sense, but because I wasn't betrayed. So I'm not going to, you know, I don't want people out there like, you don't get it. You don't get it. Um, (laughs) But if you sat someone down that went through all this hardship, whatever the trauma is, right. That happened. You sat someone down and you said, do you want to heal? Do you want to move forward? Unequivocally? Yes. Yes. I want to get out of where I'm at. I don't want to cry about this anymore. I don't want to be sad about this anymore. I want to move forward. I don't want to hurt anymore. I hate this. You know, you hear I hear that. Yeah. Like they want to move on. Triggers. Yeah, yeah. They want to move on. Then we got to move on. Yeah. Right. And it, and I know I'm not trying to oversimplify it. What I'm saying is if you sit and analyze it so much that you get frozen, mm-hmm. then you can't act and move forward. Here's a great example. And I know we haven't gone into what I do for work and I'm thinking about doing a whole episode on that. Cause a, my buddy of mine was like, you should, which is so weird because it's just not, something I do, but in the, in the realm of law enforcement in general, right? I can't remember what this term is called, but you know, they, everyone wears a Batman belt basically, right? It has 
every gadget you can think of, right? And there's always like some new gadget out there to help them with whatever they're going to, you know, have to do, right? Well, there's this term out there and basically what the term entails is that there's too much on your belt and you can't act, Mm. right? The situation is starting to pop up and I'm like, well, do I grab this? Do I grab that? Do I do this? Like you you start to overanalyze what's going on instead of acting. Mm. And then you sit when you shouldn't be sitting. And I think that's where, that's where these, you know, that's what we hear, right? You want to move forward. You want to act. You found what's wrong. <laughs> it's blatant. Everyone like, all right, this is what's wrong. Okay. And then you see one of the people moving forward. And then the other person can't move forward. And then what you see is that they're holding everyone in that same spot, Mm -hmm. right? And it's just like, you both want to heal so bad, put this down and move forward. And, and that's what, like, even when you mentioned, you know, the trigger stuff, there's always something that's going to trigger you always like newsflash, right? Even if you heal, there's going to be somewhere at some point down the line in your marriage, something's going to happen. You're going to smell a smell. You're going to hear a song. You're going to drive by like something's going to happen. It's going to trigger you and put you all the way back either to where you found out or if you were the betrayed side to where you used to be. Right. It's going to take you right back. It's human. Right. We, we, we that's that's the earthly consequence for things that we do. Right. Yeah. It's human. What do you do in that moment? Do I sit there and overanalyze? Do I sit there and go, well, okay, well, this is, I'm right back in the spot. Like now I have to sit here again. I found it again. Now I have to sit here again. Or do you just say like, well, I know who I am in Christ now. I know where my marriage is now. Mm -hmm. I know what's going on now. I'm going to ignore this. I'm going to just ignore it. I mean, I, I, you know, I've said like, Throughout the summer, the different times we've been interviewing stuff, and people ask me, like, how'd you do this? How'd you do that? And I jokingly say, like, oh, I just stuffed it down deep inside. <laughs> right. And then everyone starts laughing. And I'm I am joking 100 percent But there's sometimes there's a trigger, and that's that's what happens. Well, to, and to me, to put like words to that a little bit more, and I think for those that have are on the side of of pain when it comes to pain and fear, really with pain, triggers. fear, hurt. Yep, yep, all that kind of stuff. Like, this is why we talk about so much about knowing truth. Mm. Like, you have to know truth. And what you were talking about right there is exactly the same thing. And, and so what you are doing is taking the lie, right, of what mm. you once were, what you once did, all those things, and saying, I'm going to replace it with truth. Why are you laughing? I'm laughing because I'm like, you're like, you said it. So, so you're the message version of the Bible. <laughs> Now I'm going to say the King James version of the Bible so everyone else can understand what you're saying. Okay, no, here we go. Because <laughs> you said, like, no, that's not who I am. This is my yeah. identity. And so this is why we talk so much and we will always encourage people, like, memorize scripture. And mm-hmm. because you have to know what it is that is the truth. You yeah. have to know what is the truth. And it is a training ground. And so you are in training. And every time you're able to say, Okay, that's not who I am anymore. Okay, that's not my reality anymore. You know, you begin to give yourself lifelines to grab onto to get out of those places. And so recognize that you're in training. And Mm -hmm. so training, yes, like it's painful. You have to do it repetitively. 
right? It doesn't magically happen. There's nobody that just, I, I wish, and I wish even with us that like our healing was like oh, instantaneous, me too. right? That's not, that is not realistic. And there's a lot of lessons to learn in healing. There's a lot of lessons that God has for us in healing. Yeah. And I would even say, so, you know, something that was brought up in church today, and it's always been something that I've, I've been like wrestling with myself because I'm like, you know, I've, I'll get into it, but I've even, it's even popped up a few times throughout the summer where if you have this encounter with Christ, right? Mm-hmm. Like I did yeah, side of the road. Like I know he was talking to me, right? I feel like that next step, the next physical step that I took, I should have been 100% changed. Um, you know, giving my testimony as many times as I could, like sharing the gospel, like God did this, right? If I, if I had a real encounter and this, this moment, this God moment, then I should have a hundred percent been doing everything. Right. And it beats me up inside because I'm like, why, why did I not step forward into that? Right. Like I had a true, like, yeah, I know right. it was him because there was no other, like, it wasn't like I was like seeking church. It was, I was nothing, nothing. Right. As I was living my life right by myself. And so to have that moment, I'm like, why did I not step into everything so much faster? Why didn't I do these things? And I've thought about this. I haven't overanalyzed it, <laughs> but I thought about this because I was because of just what I said, like I should have changed rapidly, but then I'm like, well, no, I know I had the encounter. Let me look at this. Let me find why I didn't move forward. Well, I didn't move forward because I was still in shame. I still, uh, you know, was, was like carrying the baggage, right? I was Mm -hmm. still carrying some of that stuff over. Mm -hmm. I was still, um, Deal, I mean, basically dealing with addiction and detoxing. Yeah. Right. So it wasn't like this instant thing that changed me. But none of that would have happened unless I had that moment. Yeah. Right. And so God changed. Well, God gave me a choice to change my trajectory of my life. And I didn't sit on it. I moved forward. And even now, how many years later I've looked back because I've heard it happen a few times and different things I've heard, different things I've read where it's like, if you have a moment with God, you're, and you don't change, then did you have that moment? Right. In that sense. Right. Cause you hear about it. I mean, look at the Bible. Every time God appears like that person, like Paul, right. That's, that's, that's where I equate what I did. Right. Like I'm, not living for Christ, not doing anything, right? Saul's just going around, you know, out of, you know, slaying Christians. Mm -hmm. And then he has this moment with God on the side of the road. And from that moment on, he changed, right? Now it doesn't go into detail of like, did he have any hangups or anything like that? It does, you know, doesn't get into all that. And I'm not going to infer anything. I just take what the Bible says for what the Bible says. But I feel like, man, I should have changed that fast. So I see this in myself and I'm like, why didn't I do that? What was my problem? And then it hit me. I was like, well, no, I was still living in shame. I was still trying to figure out my identity. I was still trying to do these things, my identity in Christ. I know I'm a man. 
I know I'm married. Like I know all those things, but I'm still trying to figure out my identity in Christ and where everything lies and then having a detox. And I feel that that was my earthly consequences for everything that, that I had done. And so I found what was bothering me. And then I started to fix it, understanding like, no, I did have that real encounter. It's not something I made up. Like I, I did move forward from there. Yeah. I was different Yeah, because I didn't want but the, the old stuff. And then also like there's this distinct reality of like you have that encounter, right? And we're, you know, even going through this devotional called AHA where he talks mm. about these AHA moments that people have, right? You, But there's there are steps in this too, right? To have the awakening and then you have your honesty and then you have action. Yeah. And so what we see all the time and is the enemy also works overtime after something like that, right? Absolutely. Trying to get you to fall back into what has now become the voice that you have listened to, the prevailing voice, the prevailing things that you're you're doing. It is one of the most gut-wrenching things for us now after walking through this when we see someone where Jesus is calling out and we yeah. see it. Oh, gosh, I know. We see it. And I'm telling you right now, like, <clears throat> we've recently had this experience, and, and yeah. it is it is gut-wrenching. I will tell you, mm. like, our biggest desire for anyone listening to this is that you fully surrender your life to Christ. Yeah. Go after him. It's our biggest yeah. advice. And and anyone is redeemable, yeah. right? But he doesn't force himself on you. No. He gives you every opportunity, extends the gift, right? But the reality is, is that you have free will and you have the ability to either accept or reject. Mm -hmm. And when you see someone who is like, you're watching it. I, know, I mean, when, I, when I'm saying like, I can see like Jesus is calling your name. Yeah. And you watch somebody and this is where people wrestle so much because it doesn't make sense. The enemy is so good at deception. And so, yeah, this is where that logic part of things comes in mm -hmm. when you're like, you're watching somebody and you're like, why would you not leave that life behind yeah. you? Why would you not repent and go towards the life of, of truly walking out abundance with Christ towards life, mm -hmm. right? Don't choose death. Don't choose the things that are of this world. It's temporary pleasure, yeah. right? When we see that happen, when you see somebody miss that aha moment, mm -hmm. that awakening, that is the most gut-wrenching yeah. thing. But the enemy's working overtime. And so even I think when you had had that, you're still seeing the enemy try so hard to get you yeah. to fall back into those things. No, I know. I just... I just, you know, thought of that example while we were talking about this because I could just sit there yeah, and be like, okay, well, I didn't do what I should have done. I didn't immediately change. Well, what's my problem? Now I just have to sit here and, you know, woe is me and, you know, like victimize myself where, no, I've, I've know what it is. Mm -hmm. I still dealt with shame. I still dealt with with like detoxing everything. I still dealt with that. I still dealt with no clean breaks mm -hmm. that I should have just been ruthlessly like leaving. After, right. Yeah. I still dealt with that stuff because of my shame, because of all that, because of that, not anything else. There was nothing else. Like it was okay. That's what it was. Well, I don't have that anymore. I don't deal with that anymore. I've moved on from there. And so even in just this short time period, you know, in the past few months, 
I found like that was bothering me. It was, it was like, you know, God shows up and as loud as I could hear, like speaks Mm -hmm. to me. Right. And I'm, I'm bawling. I, you know, gives me a choice, all these things. And then I just halfway Mm -hmm. go one way, you know, and then dealing well. So it was like, it was really, really, really weighing on me. And so I'm like, okay, well, why? Mm-hmm. Man, we're not saying don't don't try to find the why. We're like, we're not saying don't, you know, like we said at the beginning, be introspect. You need to figure this out. Mm-hmm. So why? Okay. Now I've found my why. Mm-hmm. Now what? I just sit there and go, man, I lost a year because I didn't do this. I did that, you know, and then, and then, you know, hearing someone talk about, you know, or if you have an encounter from Christ and you, you're not, you know, then mm-hmm. did I really have it now? I'm questioning everything that's happened, all these things. And it's like, no, I, I found it. I fixed it. Yeah. And then you have to move forward. forward. I have to move forward. So I can't sit there like tomorrow. I can't go and go, well, you know what? It, I didn't do it. Do you think this is another little, you know, kind of tangent off of this? Like, so we live in a culture now and do you think, so what we have a tendency to do is we see, you know, if we have gotten introspective at all, we, see the mistakes made in the past. Right. Mm -hmm. And then we can overcompensate so much that we literally overcorrect and we have time to almost overcorrect. So like, let's say, you know, I would say that we didn't probably handle mental health issues well in the past. Right. And there wasn't a lot of time in general, in general, like like culture in general didn't have time to do that. And they didn't have time to be on Mm, like, and mm, you're not mm, seeing mm. everyone who's posting everything. And like, all of a sudden it's like, oh my gosh, yeah, that's my problem too. Or, Mm -hmm. oh, that's more normal than what my normal was. And, you know, I mean, you're just like, like we have time, right. And we've overcompensated to the point of like, now it's like everybody got an issue. Everybody's got a thing. No, I uh, 100% 100 agree. 100% 100% agree. It's, it's, uh, it, it maybe it's the curse of knowledge. It's like, right? we, we all got time to be hot messes now. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know well, it's not even bad, that. It's, it's just that everybody's analyzing every single thing they do in their life. Yeah. And it's like, and what their parents have done. And what I grabbed the coffee cup. Yeah. Because I was half asleep and it was the closest one to me. Yeah. That's, that's why. There's no other reason why. And there's probably a hundred other people that do that too. Thousands of people do that. Like there's no, you know, so you start overanalyzing things. I mean, you're, you're exactly like you've given, there's names for every single thing now. And so it's like, oh, I deal with, here's the list of stuff I deal with. Right. You know? And it's like, well, I mean, we are living in a society where it's like special to be a victim, if you will. Yes. And and, and it (laughs) negates like those that are truly victimized. Yes. Like we're yeah. taking away the, you know, the reality is, is like some of you probably just need to hear it's time to grow up and get over it. That, that's, that is exact. I told someone that like, I feel I, bad saying that. No, 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 <laughs> no. Listen, I, I, I got a text about this issue and I spoke truth right back to them and I haven't heard back and I wasn't mean, but I'm like, Here's the deal, dude. Yeah. Like, here's the deal. I've, we've talked, we've talked. Yeah. You address the issue. We, before we had talked, then a text with a question, Mm -hmm. then I answered it very like, Hey man, like basically my answer was grow up. 
grow up and move on. You got to do the next right yeah. thing, right? You and can't overanalyze and just stay stuck. Haven't heard back yeah. since then. And it's been a while. And I hope that I do hear back and I hope that they've, you know, made this decision that I think that they, that they want to make, you know, moving forward, you know, yeah, all these so things, but fear on both sides, right? Like, it's but it fear. is, it's exactly what you said though. It's like, I'm playing, you know, people want to have something wrong. People don't want to have something wrong with them, but they feel left out if there's nothing wrong with them. That's kind of how I feel it is. Right. Like I, I could probably, I, I joke with Lisa about this all the time. I think for sure I have attention deficit disorder, like, or, or whatever it's called. Right. Yeah. I think for sure I probably have it. I'm a product of the eighties. Like mm-hmm. you didn't get like, unless you were crazy, crazy, you didn't get a pill. As our friend says that <laughs> <laughs> he got fixed. His ears getting boxed. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And so, but I think that just because of things that, you know, like, but I joke about that. It's not something that I'm like, I need to go get, figure this out and I need to sit on this. And this is why all these things happen because I have this, I'm not worried about it. Everything we're talking about right now, everything you mentioned, all the issues that are going on, it's because people are trying to find their identity in some term, Mm. right? I have Mm -hmm. PTSD. I have, this is why I do all these things. I have this, This I have ADHD. That's why I can't do this. I have PTSD. That's why I can't do this. Those things are real. Those two things I said are real. I'm not negating that at all, but you're finding your identity in those. Yeah. And you're fine. Even you're finding your identity and being betrayed. Yeah. I was the betrayed spouse. I was the one that got, that got trampled on. I was the one that they walked out on. I was the one. And then now your identity is I'm the betrayed spouse. Yeah. That's your full identity where it's like, no, that's what happened to you. But your identity is not there. Yeah. It's not there. I'm the one that walked out on my family. I'm the one that cheated on my wife. I'm the one that, yeah, those things you did, you're not the betrayer. You're not once a cheater, always a cheater. Like you're not that. Yeah. Your identity is over here in Christ. Now live in it. Yeah. Anything you try to replace as your identity in Christ is meant to actually hinder and destroy you absolutely absolutely and you like, see that everywhere in everything if you identify in your sexuality mm-hmm. you are headed down danger zone yeah i mean shoot i identified myself with what i did for work yeah and danger that is exactly what i did that was my identity yeah like as soon as you know it's it's kind of like when you especially guys right i don't know if women do this but guys like when you meet when you first meet a guy oh what do you do for a living mm-hmm Right. It's like always that question. I try to stay away from that question because I'm like, I don't, I want to know you. You should just start like, so what kind of husband are you? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I want to know you. Right. It doesn't like what you do for a living matters. Yeah. Like I, I'm, I'm interested in it, but that's not what defines you. So I want to know you. Yeah. Right. I, you can ask me what I do for a living and I'm just going to kind of like say it and then move on because my identity isn't there now further back. You asked me what I did for a living. Like I told you exactly. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to make sure you knew, Mm -hmm. nope, this is who I am. This is what I do. This is all these things. Like I, it's, it's. And the enemy twists it as soon as we have our identity. Absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah. So, I mean, it just, man, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's, 
Yeah, I, I think it's important. Like, and I we wanted to address this in the fact that not to come off as like harsh, but in the the reality of there has to be some ownership. We're not negating what has happened to you. We're not negating how your family was. We're not negating that you know you felt disrespected in the relationship. Yeah. We're not negating that you know you guys don't know how to communicate. We're not negating any of those things. Mm-mm. Look at it. Go after fixing it. Yeah. Get over it. Find, fix, and move forward. Move forward. You have you to. You can do this through Christ. Yeah. You can absolutely do this through Christ. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Sometimes this means like you have to let go of people. Sometimes yeah. this means you have to put some really firm boundaries in place. Like we don't know what your current situation is. So don't Mm-mm. send us hate on on social media about like, well, what about abuse? Okay, we're gonna just blanket oh blanket goodness. it right now. Like we are not no. an advocate, nor is Jesus an advocate of abuse, yeah. right? But the reality is, is that Christ helps us to begin to navigate our lives in a way that reflects Him. Mm-hmm. Right? When we surrender to him, our lives should change. This isn't about having your whole future figured out and to have enough security to move forward. So that's where people, they've overanalyzed, right? Mm -hmm. They want to fix it. They don't want to move forward out of fear that they will have repeated mistakes. We can't guarantee that for you because you know what? Ultimately, people have choices to make. But we can guarantee you. That if you don't move forward, you will stay absolutely exactly where you're at. Exactly where you're yeah. at. You Circling will, a drain. Yeah. And it, it will not be a life that you want. It won't be a marriage that you want. No. It won't be. It'll just be a chore. It'll just be something that I can't I can't move on. Well, it's like you have to move on. Neither of you will walk in victory in the No. Places. And that's what you know, it's if you're going through something in your marriage or if you've gone through and you're at a spot, you need to stop and look and go, we're still here. Like, that's the miracle part of it, right? Like, we're still here. You're living it now. You might not be fully healed, but you're living it now. Mm -hmm. If a a husband cheats on his wife, I don't care what the reason is, right? Like we've talked about. And his wife's like, this really... (laughs) hurt and this is horrible you know i don't know if we get past but i want you to move back in i want to move on from this leap of faith huge leap of faith and it's like you have that's the miracle right the miracle is you're coming back in that there it is Mm -hmm. now the healing reconciliation all those things but don't think that the miracle is when your marriage is 100 percent better than it was before yeah that's another miracle Mm. the first miracle is you're back together you're back together and however many fights you get into and all these things that happen while you're trying to navigate hurt and healing and betrayal and finding it and fixing it and moving forward like while you're trying to navigate all that not overanalyzing Mm -hmm. just trying to move forward with it you you have to sit back and go this is the miracle right now yeah and it's going to, I'm going to have another one when our marriage is so much better than before. Then I'm going to have another one when I've actually gotten to share what's happened in my life because yeah, of God. Giving God glory. Yep. And then I get another one when my kids see a marriage that's been restored and rebuilt and moving forward. Like there's so many, it's not one big it's all these all miracles these that just that happens. Along, yeah. All this healing, all these things that just happens. 
but you need to sit back and instead of saying like, well, this is where we're at. I'm, they, no one ever says this, but like, I'm overanalyzing this. I can't move forward. I want to move forward so bad, but I can't because I, I'm just going to sit here. And then they can't see. Nobody says it, but they live it. <laughs> they live it, but they can't see that you're together. Yeah. That's the first miracle. Mm-hmm. Like somebody, you know, the betrayer, man or woman, right? Repented, asked for forgiveness, moved on, like got right. You moved back in together. And now you're trying to make this marriage work, right? You're trying to focus on Christ. You're trying to do all these things to make this marriage work. That's the miracle right there. The next one's going to come, but that's the first and one. And miracles are messy. Yes. You know, it's like you think about, you know, if you go back to the Bible, you look at Joseph's life. He's just always someone that I look back and yeah. look at his life. You know, it's like from from the very beginning, you know, it's like, yeah, we can look at, oh, okay, he's, the, he's second in command in Egypt and, mm. you know, basically saves the Israelite nation at the end. Like what about all the years, all the years in prison, all the years of being falsely accused, being betrayed. But at every part (laughs) of, of that journey, there's miracles. And God was teaching him things at every single part. You saw it, right? He didn't get killed. He got sold into slavery. Yeah. That's a miracle. They were talking about killing him. And there's two things that he could have taken from that. Yeah. He could have been sold into slavery, rejected God, yeah. and lived his life out. Was mm-hmm. Everything he did, even in slavery, was to the glory of yeah. God, to the best of his ability. Then he gets thrown in prison and starts running the prison. Yeah. There's another. Like, yeah. you can just see it, right? It wasn't the, I'm in charge of, uh, you know, second in charge of what's going on. It's all these steps, all these steps through. So the biggest takeaway and I know we've probably gone on a bunch of tangents, which is fine. <laughs> but the biggest thing I need. No outline for us. I want everyone to understand is like you can't sit what you sit in what you found. You have to move forward from it. Find it, fix it, and then move on. Yes. Move on. Yes. I'm not. Those three steps sound easy just to say. They're I not. understand they're not easy. And they could take years. They could take years. But if you just sit in the finding, you're never ever going to move forward ever you will you will sit there just sit in the fix it yeah yeah exactly you will never move forward you will never go to the next step your marriage will never be what you think it could be yeah one spouse is always going to be the beat dog like Mm -hmm. it's gonna have like gosh just and i will say this too if you think that Leaving and getting divorced is easier and whatever you're facing in your marriage, go and talk to some people who've walked through divorce. Yeah. Yeah. The healing, the fix it, the, the find it and move forward has to happen regardless of whether yeah. you do it with your current mm-hmm. spouse. Absolutely. I mean, I just would encourage you in that. Like if you really want to be a healthy individual, either way on either side of the coin, mm-hmm. you have to walk through those steps. And this is, this covers everything. This it isn't does. just about no. infidelity. No. This isn't about, you know, one specific thing. This is about everything. So if you have a marriage that hasn't experienced infidelity, but you're having some hangups. And implement tr- this. <laughs> implement this. Find it, fix it, and move forward yes. from it. You can't. The blame it game never is no. never is a win in your marriage, no. right? You have to. There, There is obviously issues in every marriage. Mm-hmm. There's obviously things that can be improved in every marriage. If you spend your the rest of your marriage basically telling yourself, my spouse doesn't understand me. Yeah. My spouse 
is never going to listen to me. Mm-hmm. My, um, you know, you begin to feed yourself yep. this. You are, you are literally imploding your own life. Yeah. Like that's you what you're doing. See it. You can't see it happen because you're stuck in there, but. What you feed grows and what you starve dies. Absolutely. I don't know who was the one who originally came. I know Greg and Julie from Married for a Purpose say mm-hmm. that all the time, but it's true. It's a true yeah. statement. And so making sure that you recognize that in any area of your life, you guys have the ability to link arms, mm-hmm. find it, fix it. And listen, forward. if you're listening to this and you're like, man, this they have like stepped on my toes. They have done this. <laughs> I'm not going to apologize. But it is out of love 100%. Absolutely. It is out of love and a passion that we know what God can do if you just let it happen and you move forward. So, yeah, if your toes are stepped on, find it, fix it, move forward. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) This is is where if I was with uh, Chris from Expedition Marriage, he would be like, well, if your toes are stepped on, like, you know. We'll figure something out. And I'm like, no. <laughs> Usually I'm the one who's trying to do that too. I know. But no, I do think it's it's so huge. And I think that's what would be our challenge yep. for this week. Like whatever stage that you're in, go to the next one. E- yeah. Even in moving forward, I think there's this recognition of like there's stages in moving forward as well. Yeah. You know, this moving forward and, and then beginning to give God glory, beginning to share your story, all of those things. Like, so what is your next step that you need to take? Where are you at in the find it, mm-hmm. fix it, or move forward? Don't stay just where you are. Just don't yeah. stay where you are. There's, there is always something bigger that Absolutely. God has for us. So there you go. Okay. Well, we just really laid it out there this week. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, all of our all pent up pent emotions. Up. You know, Brad ah. has been stuffing it all summer, and ah. now just all poured yeah. out. <laughs> yep. <laughs> all right, guys. We'll see you next week. <laughs>